Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So thank you for tuning in to Chop Up a Bit. I'm Kyle Edwards, of course. And um, like I said, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a good one. Um, as we know, NFL season is back. So kind of feel a little bit more rejuvenated in, uh, you know, doing these episodes because I guess ranking the professional sports, I would say NFL is probably my favorite then behind that you'd go probably NBA I don't know, MLS whatever but NFL was tops for me so we just saw the first you know Sunday in the NFL season um, I know there's a game Monday night you know Ravens and Raiders but we basically have seen every team play. It started Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Bucks. So, with that, I kind of want to take a look at the league. I want to go division by division and kind of tell you my um, confidence level in each team. Basically, their offense looking at their quarterback play, skill positions, and then defense as a whole. And probably what defense might tie in intangibles and as well as like coaching, that kind of stuff. And then from that, use that to kind of guess the um, finishing order for each division. So I'll basically be going through, giving you some season predictions um, going with you know division leaders, uh, possible playoff teams for wild card, and yeah, we'll do that. So, for those of you who weren't listening to the podcast last NFL season, um, I do do uh, do do I do picks on the games as well. Uh, I pick against the spread, which I'll do. I'll cover that in the next episode because I did make picks. I just didn't get a chance to record an episode before the game started. But I do have them written down and I have been keeping track of them. So the next episode, we'll go through those picks, see which ones I got right, which ones I got wrong. Um, Last year, I was calling it. uh, What did I call them? I don't know. I mean, they're just my picks, but um, I always shoot to go around 60%. Uh, I believe last year I went 50, 51, 52%. So came up a little short, but 
wasn't too bad for the first go around, especially against the spread. Spread is tougher than just picking winners. So look forward to that the next episode. But like I said, on this episode, we want to run through each division. I will take into account what happened on Thursday and Sunday. Um, I do have the Monday night game on as I'm recording this. So I've seen stuff there that could affect my thoughts with those two teams as well. But um, yeah, I think it'll be fun to do. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off. Um, as you know, or if you are new, you may not know, I'm a Patriots fan. So I'm going to leave the AFC East for last. So I'll work NFC West. So I'll work NFC, then uh, go to AFC, start in the West, work East. Okay. So the first division I'm going to look at is the NFC West. And looking around the league, this is probably the most competitive division in the league. You have four pretty good teams, uh, four pretty good coaches, and a couple of organizations in, the, in this division have really turned around lately, but it seems like right now they're all kind of going in the right direction. So starting off, like I said, this is probably going to be the toughest one to predict. There are a couple of other tough ones along the way, but offensively, so NFC West, you're looking at your San Francisco 49ers, your uh, Los Angeles Rams, no longer uh, St. Louis or yeah St. Louis is what they were before uh, you have the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks uh, so looking at them looking at the four teams offensively I would probably rank them I might go the Rams number one but there is questions there want to see what Matt Stafford does I mean he had a great game uh, yesterday but he was going up against kind of a weak team. So we'll have to see over the course of the year how that looks. But Rams with based off Stafford's ability. They have Cooper Cup who puts up numbers every year. You have Robert Woods is a good complimentary guy. Running backs, they did take a big hit. But their running game will come along as the year goes on. Uh, they also have what Everett as a tight end. So he's good. Um so in those pieces there, they've been together for a little bit, although Stafford is new, but I think they'll be the most productive offensive group. And they have McVay, who's an offensive mind, so they should be fine. Next, I would probably go with the Seahawks. I mean, for those of you from last NFL season, I said it several times, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, so uh, I think he is the second best quarterback in this division. And that is kind of what bumps them up to number two. Uh, they do have good wide receivers and Lockett and Metcalf. Metcalf is just Metcalf is just a you know freak of nature in terms of build and speed at that position. Running back, there's some questions, but Carson is he's a pretty good running back. Problem is the offensive line is a little shaky, so that's probably what keeps them from being number one but I have Seahawks at two 
Next, I would go probably Cardinals at three. Only because uh, we know Kyler Murray's the guy there. He gives the dual threat ability. They brought in weapons there. Uh, they have DeAndre Hopkins, who I think, you, well, you can make the argument is the best wide receiver in the league. Um, they have Christian Kirk. This is what his second year in the league. So he should be a little more comfortable. Uh, they have the ageless one, Larry Fitzgerald, who's just a steady performer. You know what you're going to get out of him. He works in the middle of the field. And they brought in A.J. Green, which I'm interested to see how that works going forward. Um, so, you know, A.J. Green's coming off a few injury seasons in Cincinnati. But maybe with a change of scenery, he can do a little better. And then I have the 49ers last. Not saying that they're terrible offensively. But I did knock him down a little bit because of the whole Garoppolo, Trey Lance dynamic. Uh, ultimately, Trey Lance is the future there, but Garoppolo's this, Garoppolo is still there because he's got a sizable contract. He is effective. Only problem is you know he's probably going to get hurt at some point this year. So probably once that happens, Lance takes over. That will probably end Garoppolo's time with San Francisco. But... If Garoppolo is healthy, he is good enough to lead that team to a deep playoff run because they have uh, Debo Samuel as a wide receiver. Um, they had Mostert as a running back, but he got hurt yesterday. We'll have to see if he's able to come back or if he's out for the year. They have George Kittle, depending on Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, whichever your preference, top tight end in the league. And um, Brandon Ayuk is their other uh, pass catcher who is in his what, second, third year out of Arizona State. And he established last year as a pretty good young wide receiver in the league. So, um, like I said, offensively, Rams 1, Seahawks 2, Cardinals 3, Niners 4. Looking defensively, I would probably go. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hmm. This one's a little tougher. Defensively, I think, I feel like a lot of these teams are kind of in the same ballpark. Um, yeah, you can't really differentiate between them defensively. But just quickly going at it, I'd probably go, I might go Rams one because of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So that's two top tier guys up at the line of scrimmage and in the back end. And usually if you have two players like that, you're kind of set defensively, just plugging in the rest of the spots. Might go Cardinals two because of Chandler Jones up front. Um... Is it, is it Tyron Matthew in their secondary? No, Matthew's in uh, 
He's in, uh, where is it? Kansas City, but he was there a couple years ago. Um, they put J.J. Watt across from Chandler Jones. Um, linebacking core, they have... Hold on, I gotta look this up. I know there's other people on their defense I'm forgetting. Let's see, Watt, Jones... Oh yeah, Isaiah Simmons. That's what I was thinking of in the linebacking core. Speedy guy, works sideline to sideline. And then the back end, you have probably Buda Baker is their best. Uh, he's their safety, you know, all over the field. Um, yeah, I think they're the second best defense behind uh, the Rams. And then third, I would probably go... Uh, Probably go 49ers slightly ahead of Seattle. Um, I mean, Seattle does have the added benefit of their home field advantage, and uh, that defense up there is much different than on the road. But I would say consistency-wise, I'd go with the Niners ahead of them. Um, and then for the Niners, you have... Uh, his his name literally just slipped my mind in two, in two seconds. He's one of oh the Bosa, one of the Bosa brothers. It's uh, Nick Bosa on the defensive line. Then linebackers, you have Warner, who is kind of an under the radar middle linebacker, but he's very um, very productive. And then back end, you're looking at probably Jimmy Ward uh, at, at the safety spot as their best uh, secondary player. Um, they also have what, Kinlaw, who's a younger guy on the defensive line who they're hoping, I mean, he's, I think he's hurt right now, but they're hoping once he's back, he takes a little pressure off of Bosa and you can let Bosa work a little bit more not necessarily single team but maybe less double teams against them so based on that um, I think I mean this is going to be tough I think the Rams will probably end up winning this division that is predicated on Stafford making it through the whole year and with the expectations of deep playoff run not you know folding in becoming turnover prone or whatever I think they have the pieces there to win this division not going to win it easily um, but I think the Rams could be a 12 12 13 game winning type team um, behind them I think ah oh, man so I guess stuff. I think the Seahawks it seems like the Seahawks always get underestimated in the in this division but I think the Seahawks will finish second I think uh, as we've seen throughout Russell Wilson's career in Seattle he's able to pick up for the defense's uh, flaws 
and he just seems to work magic out there. Somehow he gets it done. So I think they'll probably finish second. And I think the Seahawks are probably a, I mean, if the Rams are like 12, 13, I see the Seahawks winning around 10 games. Um, remember, this is a 17-game season this year. So, yeah, I think Seahawks win about 10. I'd go, I mean, I think the Cardinals and the Niners are, I wouldn't be shocked if they both finished around nine wins. Like I said, it's going to be a very competitive division. It's going to come down to the last couple of weeks in the year. But... Yeah, I think the Rams win that division. Seahawks has a possible wild card coming out of there. Moving on to the NFC South. Uh, kind of been a division of change outside of Tampa Bay, who literally, who basically brought everybody back from the championship team. So, not really wasting much time here. Bucks clearly, I have the most confidence in their offense. I'd probably say more, most confidence in their defense as well. Knock that out of the way. They're probably number one both. And obviously, I'd pick them to win that division. Now, two through four in this division is where it's kind of a toss-up. Um, maybe, well, I'd have to say based off of yesterday, the Saints are clearly the second best team in this division. But I do wonder if Sean Payton's going to be, you know, trying to prove a point by continuing this two quarterback system with Winston and Hill. I think for them to be the best team that they can be, they need to just play Winston as the quarterback and use Hill in other spots like wide receiver, running back, fullback, tight end, whatever. But just give it to Winston and let him do his thing. Um, they were impressive against Green Bay. Can't take anything away from them. But I just think Winston should have the job and it should just go like that. Um, so I would probably take the Saints. Actually, I would say the Falcons probably should have the second best offense. But problem is offensive line there's still questions there um they did bring in mike davis they have cordero patterson who's gonna try to assemble somewhat of a steady running game there if those two can make that happen i do think that makes the offense run better um they have calvin ridley who we'll have to see how he gets adjusted to being the number one wide wide receiver now that julio is gone but I think he should be fine. He'll probably he'll be Matt Ryan's top target. The intriguing part of the of their offense is Kyle Pitts, the young guy they got from Florida, the tight end. See how he can slot in behind Ridley, and if if he takes attention away from Ridley, or if Ridley becoming the focal point of the defense opens the up avenues for Pitts to have a monster year as a rookie. Um, we'll have to see, but like I said, with that offensive line, that could tear it all down because Matt Ryan needs time to find open receivers. He's not a scrambler. 
so he needs space to step up in the pocket to let it go. Uh, but I will say Falcons should be the second-best offense. Then I'd probably go Saints, close third, as I said. Winston should be better, I guess, now that he has the LASIK surgery. And he has an offensive mind like McVay. We'll like to see what happens with the Michael Thomas situation. Don't know what's going on there. But um, it's just interesting to look at. So that means I'd probably go the Panthers as the worst offense in the division. And that's mainly due to the fact of Sam Darnold being their number being their starting quarterback right now and going off what I saw of him with the Jets doesn't mean that he can't perform better now that he's in a different situation. Um, he has Robbie Anderson, who he had in with the Jets for, I think, a couple of years. But he's like the down-the-field threat. Um, and, of course, you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. So I would say that they're the worst offense right now, but there's definitely room to grow there. I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers were... By year's end, maybe the second best offense. However, if that happens, then Darnold must be playing out of his mind. And, you know, maybe the Jets would be, well, I'm sure the Jets don't care. But it just seemed like the Jets couldn't put anything around them or have any stability in their organization. But, um... I guess I'll try to run through the rest of these divisions kind of quicker than this, but defensively, like I said, the Bucks, great defense, especially in the playoffs last year. They brought them all back. I'm not expecting too much of a drop-off there. The Saints probably have the second-best defense only because they can put pressure on quarterbacks with uh, it, Cam Jordan up front. And on the back end, they have a top guy with Lattimore back there who I believe just signed a big extension. Um, I, yeah, I'd probably trust those two more than anybody else on the Panthers and Falcons. I would put the Panthers as the third best defense out of default because I think the Falcons are going to have the worst defense in the division once again. And we kind of saw that Sunday where... A inexperienced Eagles team went to Atlanta and just boat raced them. You know, Jalen Hurts, basically his first year on the job with the keys being handed over to him. And he looked, and I mean, Atlanta's defense made Hurts look like the second coming of Russell Wilson. So it's going to probably be a long season there. But um, let's keep going. Uh, we got the A. NFC North now. I think I'll just start combining offensive defense instead of separating them. But um, so I think the top offense in this division. Uh, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. But once again, if you uh, you guys have heard me on here, I'm. I'm not over the top on Aaron Rodgers like a lot of people are. I do think he is. I don't know if I want to throw out there vastly overrated, but I do think he's overrated in the eyes of 
of, of um, analysts and stuff like that. I mean, they basically crowned him as the most gifted quarterback in the league since he's got the starting job yet hasn't really turned into success so I think at some point that has to be attributed to his limitations but for some reason it's just not talked about but the fact that he's the incumbent best quarterback in this division kind of speaks to the other teams I will say that whenever the Bears finally make the right decision and go to Justin Fields I would not be shocked if you know, Fields kind of takes the division by storm because it's not a overly strong division. And I think with Fields' dual ability, I mean, the Lions are a mess. The Vikings are just kind of an average team. And then, depending on what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' head, I mean, I don't know. The Bears could make a surprise run at the division. Um, oh, quickly for the South, I don't think I actually did my ranking, but I had the Bucks winning the division. I think the Saints are the clear number two team. Panthers third, and Falcons will be the last team. So, Bucks in the playoffs, Saints fighting for the wild card. Um, okay, so the NFC North. So, offense, I'm going Packers one. Because of the aura of Aaron Rodgers, I guess. But although Devontae Adams is probably the second best wide receiver in the league, that I think pushes them the number one. Um, they also have Aaron Jones, who's a pretty good running back. So, uh, second best offense. Like I said, I think once the Bears switch to Fields, they'll be the number two offense in the in the division with his ability to make plays on the run. Allen Robinson. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, Cole Komet. There, there's pieces there. I guess I'd go Vikings three. Depending on what week it is, Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a, is a NFL starting caliber quarterback. There's just always going to be those questions of, is he a championship winning quarterback I don't think he is but that's not to say he's not good enough to lead a team to the playoffs Uh, but they do have Adam Thielen who I mean he's a guy who just gets catches that's what he does he gets open he makes plays so right there you're kind of ahead of the uh, you're ahead of the ball right there because at least you have a top target Um, and you have Dalvin Cook who's easily top five running back in the league because of his ability to play every down so if Kirk Cousins and that whole team could ever get it together then they should make a push for the division Um, then Detroit is the weakest offense only because there's questions with Jared Goff I mean he's he doesn't have the biggest arm. He, I mean, he likes to play the short game. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that the the Lions are in 
a rebuild, although it seems like they've been in a rebuild for like five good years now. Organizationally, they seem like they're kind of a mess. So with all that, that's clearly looking like your last place team. Uh, defensively, I think this is the Bears number one for one reason only, Khalil Mack. Um, probably go Packers two. I mean, defensively, none of these teams are really great in my eye. But um, outside of the Bears, because like I said, Khalil Mack. I'd go Packers two. Probably Vikings three, and then Lions last once again because organizationally not really a clear direction of what what they're doing I mean at least with the Packers they can be opportunistic and create turnovers so uh, I do think by year end um, like I said depending on how quickly Matt Nagy makes the switch to Justin Fields full time in Chicago You know what? I guess I'll say Green Bay figures it out. I think Green Bay is probably a 10-win team, which would be enough to win the division. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If the Bears make the move to Fields, if not this week, then like next week, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears were a 7-8 win team. Which they may actually be with Dalton, but I think it'd probably be a less optimistic 7-8 games as with Fields. It'd be exciting. And I wouldn't be surprised if that 7-8 turned into maybe close to the 9 wins with Fields. And like I said, Dalton seems like 7-8 would be your ceiling. Vikings are probably like a 7-8 win team. And then the Lions, I, I think the Lions are going to struggle to get more than 4 wins. So, uh, Packers win the division... Bears get jumbled up in the mess of the wild card. As I thought about this, the the NFC is clearly way more top heavy than the AFC. Because as I get to the AFC, it's probably gonna be a little more tougher to sort through everything. But uh, finally, for the NFC, you got the NFC East. 
So I think the best offense in the division is probably the Cowboys, at least on paper. But Dak Prescott Thursday night did show a lot. So I do think as long as he stays healthy this year, he's the best quarterback in the division. They do need to figure out what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's game plan or, you know, he's just in a rapid decline, but they got to figure out how to get the running game going to balance out that offense. So, you know, Prescott's not throwing 50, 55 times a game. Uh, Cooper is good on the outside. Um, Tight end with Schultz, I think is his name. I actually like his game. So I think offensively they're easily number one. Um, Washington is the clear number one defense between Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young and that defensive line may be the best defensive line in all of football. And because of that, the four guys up front can get pressure on quarterbacks, so they can play a lot of guys in coverage. So um, they're the best defense. Dallas the best offense. And then between the Eagles and Giants and all that, uh, probably go. So Cowboys best offense. I might go. Oof. I mean, that's kind of a drop-off. I guess maybe Philly? Second-best offense because Hurts' ability to run and throw. Devontae Smith coming in as a Heisman winner. Uh, You also have Jalen Rager, who's a speedster. They have Zach Ertz, who seems like he's uh, back to being committed to Philly. So uh, that's probably the best, second-best offense. And then... I go Giants I mean not Giants Washington 3 even though they don't really have a quarterback but I like Terry McLaurin a lot and I like Antonio Gibson the running back and then the Giants it's like Daniel Jones you're not sure what you're going to get from him and and unfortunately it kind of seems like he's not getting any better so I think there's going to be a cloud looming over that team all year where there's going to be a lot of questions about the Giants and Daniel Jones and whether they need to just move on from him. And in a locker room like that, I mean, that could wreak havoc. Uh, defensively, like I said, behind Washington, I would go, yikes. I think the Giants should have the second best defense. Like I said, that team can can bottom out and it could get ugly quickly with the Giants team. Uh, Cowboys 3 with Eagles coming up coming up the rear. Um, as we see every year with this division, division winner is not a, you know, 13, 12 win team. It's going to be the same again this year. Uh, I think... I think the Cowboys 
should win this division. Whether they will, I mean, they basically should win it every year, yet they don't. So, But I do think a healthy Prescott will lead them to the division crown. Probably as a nine-win team. Uh, I think Washington will probably be an eight-win team. Although, we'll have to see the quarterback position with Fitzpatrick hurt. Although, Fitzpatrick is only good for about six, seven games. And he completely goes down the toilet. Now, they have uh, Taylor Heineke as their starter. But there's rumblings about Cam Newton. Although, Ron Rivera was like, no, we're good with our quarterbacks here. Which, I mean, Ron Rivera moved on from Cam Newton in Carolina. Why would he bring him to Washington? I don't really get that. Uh, but then after that, I think the Eagles can be a seven-win team. Hurts can have a good year, build on that going into next year. And then the Giants are probably four or five wins. So then NFC, I would go division winners. What I have? Rams in the West, Bucks in the South. Packers in the North, Cowboys in the East. That's your four division winners. Then your three wild cards. I go Seahawks. I go, probably go Cardinals. And I think Winston finds a way to get the Saints in. Yeah. Yeah, so three in the west, two in the south, one in the north, one in the east. Yeah, that's the seven playoff teams there. It's not AFC. And this is getting kind of lengthy, so let's run through this. Okay, AFC West. I mean, the Chiefs are clearly the best team in the AFC West. You got Mahomes, Tyree Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um... Edwards Alaire in the backfield. That alone wins the division. And then defensively, they just need to be middle of the pack. And I think they can do that. They win that division pretty easily. The fight's gonna be for second. I probably like Herbert. Uh Justin Herbert with the Chargers, the second best. Um, they do have Keenan Allen and I mean, love Keenan Allen's game. Who's their running back? Was it Melvin Gordon? Eh. But I'd probably go Chargers too. All right. I think I found a new way to do this. So Kansas City is going to win the division. I think the Chargers come second. Behind their second in the division offense. The Broncos will boast the best defense in the division. I think Teddy Bridgewater, his ceiling is third best. He won't turn it over, but big playability, not really his game. Raiders are a toss up because Derek Carr is actually, he's actually talented. And flies under the radar most years. They have Darren Waller, 
who's their top target as the tight end. You know, if they can keep Jacobs healthy through the year, if Ruggs can kind of figure out what he is, because he's a speedster, yes, but I feel like for me, he has too many drops, and he has too many games where you don't even know he's on the field. If he can fix that, then the Raiders could easily be uh, the second best team in the division. So I might have to revisit the Raiders midway through the year, see what they're doing. Because like I said, they're the biggest wild card in this division. Um, but yeah, so I'd go Chiefs division winner. Chiefs will probably win. Let's see, it's 17 games. Let's go. Let's go 12, 13 wins for the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chargers come second. Uh, Chargers are probably a Chargers are probably a nine win team, maybe ten. I think the Broncos are probably hovering, hovering, hovering around eight wins. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day. Your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. This episode is made possible by PwC. Invest in a cooler future and be part of the climate solution. Critical challenges require critical thinking, and that's why ESG is part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. I think the Raiders are going to be like seven, eight wins. So like I said, Chiefs will be clear division winners, and then the other three will be kind of caught up together around, well, Raiders on the low end, probably seven wins. Chargers on the high end around 10, but they're all be mixed in there. Um, AFC South. AFC South. Interesting division as well. The Texans are a dumpster fire. Oddly enough, they're the only team in the division that won their game this week. I don't expect too many more games like that. I mean, they beat, what, Jacksonville, so that's maybe the only win they get in the division. Um, Jacksonville's rebuilding. So it's coming down to Colts-Titans. I'm not a big Wentz fan with the Colts, so I don't think they'll be as good as everybody thinks they'll be. So by default, the Titans might win this division. Although the Titans have, although the Titans have a lot of questions defensively, and there's some questions offensively. Of is Tan was Tannehill a one-year wonder last year? Does Julio come over and all of a sudden do what he didn't do in Atlanta and can put up consistent big numbers game after game? I do have Derrick Henry, though. 
was probably the best offensive player in the division. But you got to wonder, did last year take any toll on his body? Will he make it through 17 games this year? I don't know. Hmm. That was tough, 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 tough. The Colts probably have the best defense in the division. Then I'd probably go Titans. Then Texans, then Jags. Offensively, the Titans ride the most balanced offense. So I'd probably go them one. The Colts, if Wentz is good. If Wentz goes back to MVP Wentz, then, I mean, it's probably a wrap for the division. But for what he is right now, I think the Colts are probably a close second offensively. Then after that, you're basically looking at do you trust Trevor Lawrence or Tyrod Taylor more between Jacksonville and Houston? I guess Tyrod Taylor because we know what he is. And then Jacksonville, well, because they're it's their first year with the new quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. At Travis Etienne, their draft pick at running back, he's out for the year, I believe. That's a big blow. So taking that into account, I guess I'd go Titans finishing first. I think there's a lot of hype behind Tennessee being a possible Super Bowl team. I think that's premature. But I could see the Titans winning 10-11 games. I think the Colts win 9-10 games, and then it drops off. I think Lawrence gets better as the year goes, so they'll probably win a little more in the second half of the year than the first half. So maybe Jacksonville wins like three games, and Houston like two. Yeah, what about that? AFC North. This is going to be a tough one as well. Uh, best defense. Probably the Ravens. But we'll have to see what that Marcus Peters injury, what that does to their defense. Although they have Humphrey. Uh, yeah, I think the Ravens defense is probably the best in the division. Because you have Calais Campbell up front, who's a mammoth of a guy in the defensive line. Aren't a lot of players like him in the NFL. You have Patrick Queen, linebacker. Pretty good. Like I said, Humphrey in the back end, yeah. They go Ravens one defensively. I think the Browns should have the best offense once... Odell comes back. I like Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people don't, but I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I could say that. Um, I know people compared him to Johnny Manziel, but Baker Mayfield could actually play. So I don't have a problem with the quarterback being arrogant or cocky as long as he could play. 
So Ravens best defense. The Browns ironically could have the second best defense. And then probably go Steelers third, Bengals fourth. Offensively, Browns won. If Lamar Jackson becomes a better passer, they should be second best. I don't believe in Big Ben. Haven't in like five years, yet he's still there. Like Joe Burrow. But have to see if he can hold up all year. If the offensive line can protect him, then they should be good. Because I like Jamar Chase, although he had issues with drops, but didn't have any issues on uh, yesterday. So maybe he's figured, maybe it was probably just a mental thing. They have Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. I like him at running back. All right, so I think I'm going to go. I think the Browns win the division. Around 11 wins. I think the Ravens come second. Around 10, 9, 10 wins. 10 wins. I'll go 10 wins. I'll lock them in at 10. I think the Steelers probably 7, 8 wins. Bengals 5, 6 wins. Yeah. Finally, AFC East. Interesting division only because all the starting quarterbacks in the division are what under 25. Hasn't happened in the NFL in a while. So that means there's going to be some ups and downs quarterback play. Uh, looking at the stars, what? Miami's got Tua. New England has Mac. Buffalo's Josh Allen. And the Jets have Zach Wilson. So Josh Allen's the longest tenured quarterback. He is the best quarterback in the division. Uh, Bills have the best offense. I mean, they have Stephon Diggs, who's probably the best wide receiver in the division. They have um, a tight end. It's like Knox or something. He's pretty good. Josh Allen's kind of on the Tannehill arc. Uh, there's going to be questions whether last year was a one-hit thing with him. So if he can duplicate last year's performance, then Buffalo, I'm not going to say runs away with the division, but should be the clear winner of the division. Because they probably have the best defense in the, in the division right now. Although all four teams... Well, they also all four teams have defensive leaning coaches. The Jets are the biggest question mark at defense. But all but I mean the Jets usually usually are pretty decent defensively every year. There's just been questions on offense. So defense I'd probably go Bills one. I think my year's in Patriots will be two defensively. I think Dolphins close three. And then the Jets four. And I like Buffalo's secondary. Tredavious White. Patriots, I like their front seven. With 
Judon, Uche. Hmm. Dolphins have what? Xavier Howard. As their corner. Lockdown corner. Their second corner is pretty good too. I can't remember his name. Then offensively, like I said, Josh Allen won with, you know, Stefan Diggs. I think Mac Jones and the Patriots offense were probably the second best offense by the year's end. And we saw some of that against the Dolphins on Sunday. Unfortunately, they lost because of, you know, fumbles late. But Mac Jones looked good. Um, looks like he's going to target the tight ends a lot. But he'll sprinkle in Aguilar and Bourne, Myers, stuff like that. He'll spread it out to make it tough on defenses. Like I said, with Buffalo, you know what you're getting. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. So, Tua showed something Sunday. I didn't get to watch the Jets really, but from what I hear, Zach Wilson was pretty impressive, even though they lost. I might take Wilson over Tua. I don't know. Miami has Devontae Parker, Gasicki at tight end. I like their weapons. The Jets have young guys like Rondale Moore. All right, I think I got this one. So I think Buffalo wins the division. I think Buffalo wins like 11 games. I think the Patriots come second. If Mac Jones can play turnover-free football, they shore up the fumbles at running back position. I think the Patriots are around a 10-win team. Depending what Tua looks like going forward, if Tua plays to the best of his ability with that offense and that defense, I think the Dolphins are like a 9-win team. And the Jets, first it was Zach Wilson, new coach, I could pencil them in for like six wins. So Bills division winners, Patriots, Dolphins around in the wild card mix. So we got Chiefs winning the West. I think so. Titans winning the South. Browns winning the North. Bills win the East. Three wild card teams. I'm going to go. I think Mac Jones gets the Patriots one of those spots. I think Lamar gets Baltimore a spot. And then that third spot's a fight between the Colts, the Dolphins, the Chargers, maybe even the Broncos. Oh, that's rough, 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 rough. I think the Chargers. I'm, I'm going to live and say the Chargers get the third wild card spot. I know a lot of people might say the Colts, but I'm, I'm going to go Chargers. So Chiefs, Chargers out of the West, Titans out of the South, Browns, Ravens out of the North. I think Pittsburgh will narrowly miss the uh, wild card spot. And then Patriots, Bills, 
Well, Bills Patriots come out of the East. That was a lot. Once again, this episode is much longer than I wanted it to be, but it had been a couple of weeks since I did one. But now the NFL season going, I'm going to have a consistent weekly schedule. So the episodes will be more down around 30 minutes or maybe even less like 25 going forward. So there they are again. Once again, the NFC playoff teams, Rams, Seahawks out of the West, Bucks, Saints out of the South. No, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals out of the West, Bucks and Saints out of the South, Packers North, Cowboys East. Yeah. Then AFC, Chiefs, Chargers in the West, Titans in the South, Ravens, Browns, Ravens in the North, Bills, Patriots in the East course come the end of the year we'll revisit see how well i did but um that's gonna wrap it up for this episode um next episode like i said go over my picks for the week i picked every game i know when i did this last year i picked like five or six games a week scrapping that i'm gonna pick every game every week um and i will make sure to get my picks on an episode before I guess before the Thursday night game, all those all the between Thursday and Sunday, things can change. Well, yeah, I'll get them before the Thursday night game uh, going forward, and then the following probably the following Tuesday we'll review picks. Um, so that'll be the next episode. Anything else going after? So yeah, if this was your first episode, thanks for tuning in. And for those of you recurring listeners, appreciate you. Uh, Podcast is available wherever you do listen. So go ahead and subscribe, like, follow, whatever the option is. Um, Follow me on Twitter. Uh, You can search at Chompin Podcasts. Thank you look my name up Kyle Edwards it'll pop up as well but if you do search by my name if you see at Chompin Podcast then you know it's me so follow me on Twitter especially during the NFL season I do tweet a lot depending on which game I'm watching so good way to interact there and then subscribe to the YouTube channel as the audio form is on there as well and when I do decide to make the switch to video, you're already be subscribed and hit that notification bell. And that way you won't have to worry about it. So thanks again. Uh, safe. God bless. And I'll catch you in the next episode. All right. This episode is made possible by PWC getting hot out here are you prepared for a more sustainable future critical climate challenges require critical thinking 
Move from theory to action with a human-led, tech-powered approach that can move the needle on the mercury, but also help you build trust and drive positive change for your business and for our planet. ESG is part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.